White guy bloggers and rap music, it can only mean one thing. It can only mean one of 7,000 different podcasts. This is The Rights to Ricky Sanchez. I'm Spike Eskin, along with Mike Levin of LibertyBallers.com. Mike. Morning, Spike. How are you? Good, buddy. What's, uh, what's the deal with this cheesesteak thing? <laughs> the cheesesteak thing. Well, before we get into the Sixers stuff, we'll, we'll discuss the cheesesteak thing. No, no, no one cares about Sixers. Right. If there's a cheesesteak involved, <laughs> so, I want to hear about it. I was at work, yes. It's wing bowl season here at WIP, so... Woo. And uh, it's actually sort of convenient that it happens once Eagle season, when Eagle season ends, it sort of opens up a little more wing ball stuff. So Ange- there's a new division for wing ball, a college division, and Angelo announced a an eating stunt if, if a college student wanted to get into the wing ball division yesterday. And he was like, if you can eat, he was re- there's a GQ artic- article that mentions that their favorite cheesesteak in Philadelphia is Sonny's. Um, and I, everyone has their own favorite cheesesteak place, you know, whatever, whatever yours is. I think we all have our favorites. So Sonny's, Sonny's is the favorite of, of many, I would say. I think Sonny's is good. So sure. he said three minutes or less. And I came over to Rhea and Rhea, all, Rhea, studi- Rhea sits in a separate studio and her door's always open. And I came in and I was like, three minutes, that's a joke. That's easy. And she was like, I know. And she went on the air and she said, Angelo, me and Spike say three minutes is a joke. And he said... If Spike can do it in three minutes, I'll give him a hundred bucks. And I guess Angelo also has this thing where he doesn't like taking his socks off and he gets cold. So not only for everyone else, he said he'd give me a hundred bucks and he'd do the next day. If I ate it, he would do the rest of the show with his, he would take one sock off. So, which (laughs) became even funnier to me. Like that became my goal to get him to take the sock off. Raised. What's that? Yes. Way raised. So, They got uh, they contacted the Sunnies people and they were gracious enough to bring in cheesesteaks this morning, so I didn't have to eat a eat one that was like reheated from the night before. And a college student came in about twenty minutes before me and struggled to get it done in three minutes, so I got a little worried. A little background: I used to be really fat, and when I was really fat, I ate five Pat's cheesesteaks in a night, like in a contest with one of my friends, and I never really had a problem. Yeah, nothing. It's not. It's, but, you got this. But yeah, I, I but, believe in you. You got this. But I had never done speed before. I had never eaten. Right. I had always eaten for quantity, but never for speed. And three minutes sounded really doable. But then the night last night, I started wondering. Like I was like, well, and as it turns out, I mean, I did it in two minutes and ten seconds. The, the wait, you did it. Yeah, I did it this morning. I did it at seven a.m. So delete a little bit. Congrats. Oh, thank you. Um, and you'll be able to oh, see yeah. the video on the Wing Bowl website. But oh, great. I, I would say moving forward, if I were to ever do this again, you don't want to take big bites. And that yeah. was my mistake early because the more food you have in your mouth, the harder it is to chew up and swallow. But Yeah. Got to think Gotta think that three minutes is a lot of time. I, I, could, I feel like I'm, I'm with you around like 210, 215. Yeah, it it's a lot of time until you. I think until once you start, there's that panic too when you see the clock in front of you. You know, like that. Yeah. And and the other the other corollary to this is there are a few foods that when I lost the weight, which was like 12 years ago now, I always looked at as 
almost like pot is a gateway drug, like gateway foods uh-huh. to fatness, and cheesesteaks yeah. were one of them. So I've only eaten a cheese. This is only the second time I've ever eaten a cheesesteak in the last 12 years, and both were from wow. Sonny's, actually. So there you go. We need like a, uh, do you watch Parks and Rec? I don't. Okay, well, there's uh, Nick Kroll plays a, a radio host uh, called The Douche. And he has like a sound effect a bunch of times where he's like the douche, and I want that for for fat spike. <laughs> I'll just, get the fat spike sound effect. I will get one. I will get for the for next for next show. I'll have a fat spike sound effect and some other reason to bring it up, just so we can <laughs> play the sound effect. We can always manufacture a reason. Absolutely, absolutely. So on the show, there's I have a lot of topics, and I feel like oh we need need to speed through them. So on the show today. There will be two jigsaws because we didn't get to one last week because the the podcast got cut short a little early. If we have time, we'll discuss the draft well versus the lottery, even though I feel like it's old news at this point. Yeah. Have to get to the Sixers-Devils poker deal and the the, the rash of the Sixers are leaving complaints that Mm -hmm. I checked my Twitter and I was like, oh my God, really, guys? The the cutting of Daniel Orton. It's quite a sixer season when this is a topic that we have to get to. The cutting of yeah. Daniel Orton. I want to get to a couple of Liberty Ballers subtweeters that I'd like to make a stage and and oh, sort of shit. call out those subtweeters. That's right. I don't even know. I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, you, that that, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Two guys I like a lot, but they're getting called out on this week's rights to Ricky Sanchez. And I feel like the top story is. Is Thaddeus Young is to keep or to trade Thaddeus Young, and what would his trade value be, and so on and so forth? Do you feel like that's a good top top topic? Sure. So the the Jakes, the Liberty Ballers, Jakes, who are not the subtweeters, reported this week in various ways that the the phones were lighting up to trade Thaddeus Young. I believe it was Jake Pavorsky that said he thought he'd be gone by the end of January, and Jake Fisher said that. He believed that Phoenix was interested in Thaddeus Young. And really, after his recent stretch of great play, who wouldn't be interested in Thaddeus Young? Not not really great of Thad to then pop a zero spot on the board. Yes. To drop a real eggshell. The trade chips, as I like to call them, Evan and Thad, just yeah. a legendarily bad performance. Can, can I tell you a, a small theory I had on that, on why they played so poorly? Why? The... The Cleveland Luel Deng trade had happened the night before, and part of me thinks that those both of those guys are dying to be traded, and and know who some of the the teams that they think they might go to are. And when Deng got traded, I feel like either the even though neither of them would particularly want to go to Cleveland, there's the oh no, there's another team that can't trade for us like off the board. And I felt like my immediate theory was that they were just bummed. And like Thad was like, oh my God, I've been trying so hard just to get traded. That's why I've been trying so hard. <laughs> and you're going to trade for Luol Deng. He's hurt and he he costs so much more money than I do. Really, Luol Deng? <laughs> I'm better than Luol Deng. So, so that was my immediate theory. But yeah, what a, a poorly timed zero spot from Thad. Yeah. Um, it looks it looks good for, for trading him, though. Uh I think I, I'm Pavorsky, I think has been uh, has been pretty confident that they're going to get a first rounder out of the deal, which is exciting. Um, and I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I don't think they're settling for just like any old first rounder. I think I think Hinky knows there's you know he's still got time. 
Yeah. And uh, there's multiple suitors. So why not make it, uh, you know, drive the price up a bit? Although, again, you go <laughs> combining Thad and Evan combining to shoot two for 20. Yeah. With, with a combined four points. <laughs> not really helping anybody's trade stock. Zach Lowe mentioned in a podcast with Bill Simmons this week, just his his meh on Evan Turner. He said, because they were talking about guys that might get traded, and he said, people ask me about Evan Turner every day, and he was like, he has the highest usage rate on the highest-paced, worst team in the league, or one of the worst teams in the league. He goes, his his 19 points a game don't really impress me that much. So, not that I would it think that... Anybody. Yeah. And not, it's, Evan's a guy that is... You don't really like check advanced stats, and you don't really watch the Sixers much. If you if if you're an opposing announcer, you yeah. love Evan, right? You're like, oh, he's having such a great year. Like, look at those stats. But you see him if you watch him all the time, and if you look if you look if you dig even slightly deeper into the stats, then uh, it's, I mean he he's just putting up points because somebody has to. Yeah, and I don't want to spend too much time on Evan, but but it, right, like yeah. that that Cleveland game, I was like, oh, just get, please get him the fuck out of here. Trade him for yeah. anything. He's not worth anything. Like I'm annoyed watching him. Just fuck, no more. But yeah, it's, I'm sort of tapped out. But but Thad, which is saying something for you because you were hopeful for a long time. So if you're, I go back and forth. It's, yeah, I, yeah, it's a it's a sad story. So Thad, and I'm not going to say that his recent stretch. Like didn't have some sort of effect on how I feel, but uh-huh. but I've always been in the well. If you get a good offer, trade him. But I, I wouldn't be desperate to trade Thad. Yeah, I, I'm still like here's what I come back to sometimes with the the trading of Thad and why I'm not so so. What's the word I'm looking for? Eager to trade him. Sure. Is, is that at some point I'm like okay, so you trade Thad Young. And I understand that unless you're getting a top four pick, whoever this is is going to cost less than Thad Young and will be under salary control for longer. I get that. Mm-hmm. And they're not getting a top five pick. Like uh, I'm thinking, you know, 15-ish if they're lucky, you know, in the 2014 draft. And if uh-huh. it's 2015, maybe it may be something around there. But But that said, I'm thinking like, is whoever I pick at 15 going to be better than Thaddeus Young? I and, don't think you can think about it like that. But why? Because Thad likely will opt out after next season. Okay. He is he is an early termination option, and because of how well he's playing and how he's still young enough to to command a a, a fat contract, the odds of him opting out are very strong, especially if he stays with the Sixers. Now, if he goes somewhere else and wins games and likes it there, I could see him. Just you know, sticking with it because he seems like a guy that doesn't doesn't quite care about money as much as he cares about like being in an environment that he likes. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I would say that the I mean, even still, the odds of him opting out in Philadelphia are almost 100. Um, percent So if, if if we if we assume that he's going to opt out after next year, then. That then we're then we're determining does a draft pick does another asset uh, mean is more value than one and a half years of Thad Young when the team will not be contending? Well, but here's okay. So here's my my devil's advocate to that is that is 
there is a possibility, let's just say the possibility is out there, that the Sixers have a a phenomenal draft, like get the second pick and the ninth pick, and, and wind up with, or the second pick and the 11th pick, and wind up with two serious assets, right? Serious, mm-hmm. not just serious assets, serious players, let's say. Mm-hmm. And let's say that those players, in addition to Noel, Michael Carter-Williams, that not not turn into a good team next year, but a an actual exciting team next year, like a, a team that people are excited about, like this team is going to be good. Not like they might be good at some point, like, look, they're going to be good. So is Thaddeus Young any less valuable next season than he is this season to trade? And yeah. he is? Well, he's got another year on his contract this season, so it's a, you get another half season of him. Well, right, so but you but, get him for the playoff run this year, all of next year, and then a, a playoff. If he goes to the championship, a playoff run, or if he goes to the playoffs, a playoff run the year after, and uh, then he's a free agent. So it's, it's if people are saying like you know hold on to him and then extend him, but I still think that even if they get you know they're going to have to start paying these young guys year after next anyway, or think about start paying the young guys year after next. And uh, Thad's going to be too expensive for them to really commit the amount of money he's going to deserve. You think he's I more think than he's, like? I think he's going to. I think he's going to get more than more than Iguodala got. No, uh, no, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I, I guess it only takes one. But I'm I'm looking at to me, Thaddeus Young is four for forty four. That's what Thaddeus Young is. Iguodala got, Iguodal got like fourteen million a year, I think. I'll I'll, I'll double check, but I, I that that's more, that's less than Iguodala got. Um, I'll, I'll, well, he definitely took less money to stay to go to Golden State. A, a little less money, but remember, whatever I forget who had met, oh Sacramento that had offered him the deal. Like they pulled that deal off the table because they didn't think he was actually going to go there. Because I, yeah. I think they, they felt like a, a trade or, or like a, a contract pawn, and they yeah. pulled that deal off the table. So, well, I, I, by the way, I think it's around that. I think it's more money than the Sixers are willing to spend and should be willing to spend. Because yeah. Iguodala is at oh, he's like at twelve a year average. He's four for yeah. forty eight, right? And and right now, Thad Thad's at uh, between eight and nine, right? And uh, I think I think he'll be around twelve. Uh, Annual value. Um, so I, I, I just, a lot of people on Liberty Ballers are like, you know, in the same boat as you, which is if you can keep them, keep them, then, you know, extend them afterwards. But I think not only does Thad want to go somewhere else, um, it's probably in both parties' best interest for them to, to go separate ways. And, you know, if Thad, after, year after next, becomes a free agent, and the Sixers are like, hey, we can, you know, we could use him. Like, we, we're 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 going to give him a contract, and he'd look he'd look good on this team. Then, I'd pull the trigger. Then, well, that, yeah. I I think that's I think those those things don't happen so much. The trade a guy yeah. away only for to have him come back a year later. Like, I, well, Cliff Lee disagrees. So oh, okay, well, I think they don't happen very often. Was my no, I know, and, yeah. and, I, and I, I I don't think you know. I just don't think Thad is. And remember, Cliff Lee didn't want to get traded, and, and Thaddeus right. Young does. So there's there's the difference. So what what you're hoping for is that in the time between now and when 
that and when they can sign him again, Thad sees how much better the team looks and is willing to, you know, come back because he likes Philadelphia and he, he likes the direction of the team. Right, but my, my point is that... It my, might not happen that quickly is what I'm saying. But my point is that that, is more like, that team is more likely to be that team with Thaddeus Young rather than without. But, yeah, yes, but that means that you're not giving... I mean, I don't care what he wants. Let me put that out there. I don't. I don't care. Like I, I'm not taking that well, into consideration. No, no, no. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not caring what he wants in, in the the trade thing. Like I don't care. It, it, like I'm glad you, you want to get traded, but if 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 we do not find the proper value for you, we're not trading you. So such as yeah. Is I don't think I, I'm not. My issue isn't with that. My issue is he's going to opt out anyway. So rather get something than nothing. If he's going to walk at the end of next season. I mean, well, but I, but I, I think I think you could at ne- next season you could be like, oh my god, we're a little better than we thought we were, and he's like, oh my god, these guys are a little better than we thought we were, and if he isn't, then you trade him then. But the, but but then his value is lower because he only got half a season left rather than a year and a half. Well, they got Andrew Bynum for Andre Iguodala, so and and Iguodala was in the same spot, and also a draft pick. Well, right, but but I mean, like you know, I don't think we're what we know about Andrew Bynum now. Forgetting that, think about what we thought of him then. Like, you know, I I, I don't think that you know that, that's a lot bigger a haul than I think we're thinking we're getting for Thaddeus Young anyway. So I, think, I mean, it was, it, was a di- it was a different different type of risk, different type of trade, um, and I I don't I mean. Yes, there's, they certainly could get up. I'm not saying they're not going to get nothing next year, but I don't think there's any arguing that Thad Young is more valuable right now than he will be in a year. Because he's a year older next year. He's got a year left on his contract. Now he's riding off like you know a few weeks of prolonged great play. And uh, I think you know the reasons to trade that are not only uh, to to get something before he walks, it's, you know, I, I think, I don't think this is the, the, the paramount or the tantamount, whichever word is the correct use of it. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, importance. Um, but getting worse in the short term. Is, right. You know, somewhat, somewhat relevant. Uh, not the, it's not the only thing, but I think it's, uh, it's something that is to be considered. Their uh, Sixers are currently still like, you know, four, Four and a half. Milwaukee keeps fucking losing. Uh, four and a half games back of the the top spot, but you know Orlando's only like two games back, and I think they're they're currently in fifth right now. So it's, I mean they're fighting, and teams are getting better. Cleveland's going to get better. Brooklyn, New York are getting better. So it's like it's happening. But you you want to be in one of those top three or four spots, and if you can trade that for for value now, before it goes down, you got to do it. All right. Well, and I would like to say that even though I've been making the case to to keep him, I I don't like I'm not I wouldn't be like like crushed if they traded him. And and I do think there are deals out there that I would be fine with them taking. You know, I I yeah. I don't need some sort of blockbuster type deal. I just I guess I'm just I'm like I'm I'm less I'm less excited about trading him than I was just because I'm- of his age and and you know, relative yeah. fair cost, not, not under cost, but definitely I feel like his I'm excited cost about is trading him for those reasons, because that's that, that you can get better value than if you're trying to trade, you know, a wall dang for a pick that, you know, might not come over ever. Right. 
Um, my my issue, my biggest issue is just the the concept of why are we trading Thad if the guy we're going to draft isn't going to be better than Thad? I, it, it's not that simple. I don't think you can go and say that it's a one for one like that kind of deal. Yeah, it's not totally simple, but it's uh, uh, whatever. We don't have to spend for a, it's sort of that simple. I mean, <laughs> I don't agree. On some level, it is. I. Whatever you want, as many good players as possible, right? I mean, it's not like he's he's a a you know. I think the Igadala contract that they had him signed to, notwithstanding, was like there's a big difference to between what Igadala was getting paid when he was with the Sixers and what Thaddeus Young is or will get paid. Like, I think there's a monstrous difference between 17 million or whatever Igadala was making and 11 or 12. Like, that's a sure. that's a significant difference. So, whatever. Um, and especially they don't have like there's no free agents this year and who knows like the free agent thing is like they're not signing anybody this year. No. So, all right. Nobody of nobody of importance. Next topic. Should we go subtweeters next? Let's go yeah, subtweeters. Let's you're mad at me, so I want you to get mad at other people. Yeah, I'm not mad at you. I'm not. I'm never mad at you. Only You're sometimes. So, after the Portland game, Liberty Ballers writers Derek Bodner and oh, shit. and Rich Hoffman, oh shit, were having a subtweet pussy fest on Twitter after the hammer. after the Portland win. I'm your hype man right now. I'm just gonna interrupt. <laughs> yeah. say. I want someone to say. If you're on, and like, it sounds so, it sounds, the team chill thing sounds so lame. Like, like when you say it out loud or you read it in that respect, like when you're calling someone out. Tell me if you're team chill right now. Like, you know, if you're chill, I want to hear from you. Come on, show your face. Like, blah, 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 blah. After they had won four in a row. And Derek, Ch- and that was Rich, and Derek chiming in with, it's win-win, right, Rich? Sarcastically. Like them <laughs> dancing on the graves of, of anyone. Like, wow, look at this team that's, by the way, at that time, 11 and fucking 21. Um, oh, you're right, you showed us. Like, like not understanding. Like, and two, and here's what bothers me the most about those two guys, is that they're, they are perhaps the most reserved, well-thought-out guys in this whole circle of people that we know, like the least reactionary, most like calculating, like, like smartest guys involved. And they're the ones that after this team in an 82 game schedule happens to beat the Kings, the Lakers, and who is the third shitty team they beat in the, oh, and the Nuggets. And, and then, and then beats Portland is like, is like, well, you know, if you're chill, I don't know how you can be chill now. And then the team goes and loses by 60 points combined to two shitty, shitty, shitty teams, including the Timberwolves and the Cavs. Like, the Timberwolves are only sort of shitty, and the Cavs are extraordinarily shitty. Like, a horrible team. Like, you watch them and you wonder how they win any games. Like, I watch them and I wonder how they win any games more than I wonder how the Sixers win any games. It's like, guys, like, like, it is what it is. Like, stop. Like, it is the most, I, the two guys that I would never expect to be so Cataldi-esque in their views. I was going to say. It, it, it's trolling. That's what they're, they're trolling. They are, they are Cataldi trolling. It is like coming in the next day after, like, 
you know, Thad goes, Thad scores no points. He goes, well, this guy is has no value at all. We were <laughs> fooled by him for years and years, and I don't know how he's still on this team. Like, that's the same thing they're doing. Like, it is not like, like they're, A, for, for the last time, there's nothing really to do at this point. You've constructed a shitty team, and there are a lot of shitty teams, and the only way to get worse is to, like, at this point, as far as Sam Hinkie is obviously concerned, is that, like, his, his most important thing at this point, if, his, if he believed the most important thing was losing all the games they could lose, he would have traded Thad, Evan, and Spencer already for shitty players. But the other thing he has to understand is that, like, like those things are on some level as important as... As losing games like there are a lot of things that go into this and you can't just overreact when they win four games so just like like uh, whatever I don't even know what my point is it's like <laughs> like stop fucking baiting people into being like unhappy when the Sixers happen to beat Portland and they're excited I don't know how you can be excited about this because sports fans like when their team wins especially when they beat one of the best teams in the league just let them be happy. Like, they're shitty. They're really shitty. I know they're three games out of a playoff spot, but they're three games out of being the worst team in the whole fucking league. So, like, like there are a lot of shitty teams. I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, just that I'm done. That's my whole thing. I love those guys. I love those guys. And they are smart guys. But in this one instance, they are being, they are, they are, it is the skip balancing of Rich Hoffman. It is the Howard Eskining of Derek Bodner. It wow. is the WIPing of the Liberty Baller stat crew. Then incredible. And that is it. That is it. That's all I got. <laughs> that was a hell of a talk show rant. <laughs> so there we go. I, I have nothing to I mean have a good night. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The mic is suspended in the air. I would have dropped it at this point. <laughs> so Daniel Orton. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty seamless transition. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. that There were some people that were upset that Daniel Orton got cut. I know you liked him more than I did. I was always sort of I like just... Every, I like everybody more than you Yeah, do. right, right. You, you like Brendan Davies, you know. I love Brendan Davies. I know. So... I love Brendan Davies. Don't be upset that they cut Kyle Orton. I mean, Daniel Orton. There was a reason... <laughs> There was, there was, uh, that was, that was definitely by accident. There was a, yeah. we don't know what the reason they cut Daniel Orton was. We can speculate. Like, I, I do think the fact that to me, visibly, he never got in. I had heard about him losing weight at the beginning of camp, but then he's looked yeah. the same to me for two months. So mm-hmm. I think there is a possibility. And I think that was part of cutting Kwame Brown. And I think it was part of not having, uh, what's his name, make the roster. Um, That's right. Uh, Royce White and Khalif Wyatt. I think there was some of that there. I think they're trying to create a a an atmosphere and build a culture. And Daniel Orton was never known as some guy that went particularly hard in practice. And it looks like he wasn't able to get in shape. And if that is the reason they cut him, I don't think his upside is such that that is some sort of like despicable act. So that's all. Yeah, I, I agree. We we actually fall on the same side in this, which is rare. Yeah. Um, I think uh, objectively, the odds of Daniel Orton becoming a you know a better NBA player than Brandon Davies are strong. I, I think that's that's pretty undeniable at this point. But but they, 
Orton looks the part of oh you could be a you could be a backup big man yeah of. and Brandon Davies um, doesn't look like he has any real basketball oh, skills he's he's perfect he's so perfect uh, but if we're talking like this year on this team I mean you're arguing tenth men at best and uh, maybe they're just like they wanted the guys that that worked harder in practice that was a better teammate I mean. Better locker room guy. It just, it just doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter from a from a team building perspective. It doesn't matter. Uh, and and I find Brandon Davies eminently more entertaining. So I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm, I think something's gonna happen. I think they're gonna they're probably gonna sign a D league guy in the next couple of days. Um, but uh, you know. They're just trying people out and seeing what clicks. And you know, Orton was a good shot. They 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 took a shot at him, and uh, he didn't look awful. I don't think um, all the time. And that's, that's the best I could say for him. Um, he didn't look awful all I, the time. You're 2013, 2014 era. Or continue to Brandon Davis era. He had a career high the other night. Career high. Your your 2013, 2014 Sixers. He didn't look awful all the time, I guess. Yeah. So I mean, I, there's a lot. There's a lot of those. <laughs> so the announcement that is coming today, as many people have heard, between the Devils and the Sixers and the Prudential Center, is some sort of what's it called? Uh, sponsorship deal between the Devils, the Sixers, the Prudential Center, and a an online poker. Um. An online poker company. But it's nothing what, to do with soccer? Wasn't there a soccer thing involved? No, the, the Nets guy, the Nets Daily guy, thought there was a soccer thing involved. I don't think there is. I, if if there is, it is it is you know secondary to the poker thing. The reason they're going up there is for the poker thing. Yeah, I was I was off I was off the grid yesterday, so I, I didn't. I saw I saw people flipping out. Got got a bunch of uh, caps lock emails from Mike Bauman, which is always fun about it. Um, and any threat, any threat to to quit Liberty Ballers if the Sixers move to Newark by Dave Reuter. Uh But I never really, you know, gave a crap. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's legit. I don't think they would announce in the season. Well, they they can't. The, out of the blue, there's no way you would hear. You know, like there's no way that like there wouldn't be any actual rumors leading up to this. You know, like there would be debate among the yeah. it, you know, the NBA would get involved and they'd have I to think people are just scared. petition uh, and like yeah. they wouldn't just drop it all of a sudden on a Wednesday in Newark like we're leaving. Like that's that's <laughs> that, that's not how it's going to work. So the, there were the Baltimore Colts. Yeah, well, and it, it's funny because like I I was in a meeting and I got out of the meeting and there were like four tweets to me like, what's this major announcement tomorrow? What's this major announcement? Like, it's at Prudential Center. Are they moving? Are they moving? And I didn't even hear about any major announcement. So I assume they had promoted like four guys the other day. Like when they say major announcement, I, assume, I always assume it's not major or any team when they say major announcement because like when they're going to fire somebody, they don't call it's it a major announcement. Thing. Yeah. Like, so I assumed it was nothing. And then I, I checked with someone. And I said, "Oh, someone." Yeah, you, I, have, a, you have a someone. I checked with a Special league, a league source, as you're supposed to call them. And I was yeah, like, "Hey, is this something I'm supposed to? The people are supposed to freak out about?" And it was a, "No, <laughs> we're, we're not moving. We're announcing a deal with an online poker 
And the reason, like, and the reason, and people are like, why are Moses going to be there? Why is Iverson going to be there? Well, because they want people to go to the press conference, and <laughs> Allen Iverson doesn't have anything else to do. So here's the good thing: Allen Iverson's going to earn money to money today. Like, like there, there you go. Allen Iverson's <laughs> going to get a check. So there were some people that said to me, and here's the final thing: like, why doesn't Josh Harris come out and say he's definitely not moving? All right, two things. First of all. I had an interview with the CEO, Scott O'Neill, who he said, the notion of moving is ludicrous. We're not moving. So, there. But but here's an addition to that, an addendum to that. If they move, who, like, he'll say he, he changed his mind. Like, if he yeah. if he comes out, like, guys like guys lie all the time. Like, Kevin Cobb is my quarterback. Michael Vick is the starting quarterback. Things change. So, so if Josh Harris comes out and says, we are 100% not moving him, he could still move him in three years. That, like, it, it's not like... That isn't. He doesn't sign it into law that he can't move. Yeah. So I don't think even it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen either. I think why? I, why have a third team in the you know New York metro area? I, I, I and as as I've mentioned before, I do think that they're going to threaten because they're yeah. going to want a new building. But but that that's that's it. So that panic's coming. Wait till then to panic. Just you can't panic every time they have a press conference. You can't. no, it's nice. I like it. I like it nice. <laughs> I like it nice. Strong midday panic. <laughs> oh my god, it was crazy. I, you should see. I don't know if you read the article. The article I wrote was so sarcastic. It was the most sarcastic thing. I, like, and I'll remind you, I don't write for Liberty Ballers. I write for CBS Philly. So, like, whoa, <laughs> no, no, no. So, so I can't just, write like hey, everybody listening. Just know, Spike does not write for Liberty Ballers. I would, I would much rather write for Liberty Ballers. But my, well, come on, write for us. Well, they, they, you guys don't pay rent. That's the problem. Is That's, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a T-shirt every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> at a discount, right? So, but no, for free, I'll, I'll buy a T-shirt. The uh, the article I wrote was just so like, oh come on, guys! Like, like it was short sentences. It was like I used league source and a question mark. Like it was the most sarcastic thing I've ever written. Like whatever. It was fun for a day. Yesterday was sort of a fun day. Um, what else do we have? We have the draft. Hey, I oh. hope I hope Tony Roden gets better soon. He's I, the team is not as fun without him. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. I would definitely agree with you there. He's, and it, I, you know, it, it actually shows when Carter Williams is out now with Roten out, like, like the team is way worse without any of them. It seems. Well, here's like. the thing. Here's the thing. I, like, actually, not ironically, actually, like the upsides of Lorenzo Brown and Elliot Williams. I, I actually do. I not Lorenzo he, Brown. No, take it yeah, back. No, seriously, Lorenzo Brown. Take seriously, it back. Lorenzo Brown. Take it back. No, I'm not going to take it back. I and I don't think that the when when those guys are in, I they still score. The offense isn't horrendous. It's it's defense. It, no one can cover anyone, and I think it's gotten to the point in the season where we we talked about this before. Like, are you concerned with Brad Brown's ability to coach defense uh, because of how bad they are? And I think at this point it's like one percent. Now it's like it like like. Six percent, I think, just because I, you watch them play defense and no one has any idea what's happening. It's 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 amazing how often they leave shooters open. Amazing, yeah. they just leave them open. Yeah, they're, they're just, they they stop paying attention. They drift off their man. Uh, and you know, I, I can't see I can't see like a directive being given down, being like, "Don't play defense hard. We're trying to lose." That's not going to happen. I think they're just. I mean, I know the talent level is lacking, but offensively, 
they're not god-awful all the time. Defensively, consistent, hard play. You know, MCW, like, drifts off his man. He plays a little, like, center field sometimes when he's, you know, doing that, and he gets beat occasionally. And Evan is, you know, playing the part of the team's best perimeter defender, and he's not at all. And, uh, you know, without Fad, I, I honestly don't know if the team's ever going to stop anyone. That's my concern. That When they trade Fad, there will be no one left to play defense. It's going to be awful. But great. At the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Like the, the, it, well, a little concern. Just take a little concern with Brett Brown's. Like, well, just like I, a little bit. I guess, uh, yeah, I, I guess. I'm, I'm not concerned. I do think it's funny that, like, any time a team is a bad shooting team, all they need to do, like Minnesota is a terrible three-point shooting team. Just play the Sixers. You just play the Sixers. It's amazing. I don't play daily fantasy sports. Like, I don't, I don't, like I don't, I don't, I don't even. But I, you would against the Sixers. Well, what I would tell you is, like, go and start whoever's playing against the Sixers. Yeah. Whatever shooter, whatever front court player. C.J. Miles had 10 three-pointers in one game. Nine and a half. <laughs> in Nine one half. game. Eight and a half. Unbelievable! Absolutely, that the, the Cleveland and the Minnesota games were unbelievably bad. Unbelievably bad. It, it seems like it seems. All right, so here's the teams like Washington Sixers. It seems like the other teams always on a power play. Yeah, yes, they That's do. The they look like they have they have one extra guy. They're always like ro- they're already like over over rotating, and it's always like you know they go down the court and somebody's open already. Like no 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 one's tried to make a move yet. It's like someone's already open. It's wild. I've never seen anything like it. They I, might be the worst defense. They're, they're easily the worst defensive team I've ever seen play in the NBA. They're very bad. And I don't know if they're the worst defensive team of all time, but they have to be close. And I think, like, I think it starts to, it's like, it's like a, a snowball effect. Like, I feel like it gets progressively worse because it's already bad. And they're running yeah. so much and the pace is so high. They're like, oh, I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> like, like what, what, what little effort they had with little desire they had to defend at the start of the season it's like it fades you know like it it must get harder so do you want to do a little jigsaw because we didn't do any jigsaw last week let's do it i know you're excited about it i'm very excited i want to play uh, again <laughs> you laugh every time I want to play again. A Collins. I want to play again. Alright. So the jigsaw, often imitated, but never duplicated. Chris Ryan. Is when it's when is when I give Mike a two choices. And he has to choose between those two choices, but both choices are terrible. Much like it's named Jigsaw after the movie Saw. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Saw, but there we go. And they're never basketball related. Never, never. So I've got two for you. I've got two for you. Turn the podcast off right now. Yes. Go do something else. But people like this segment, so. I'm I'm sure. They do. You might not, but people like it. So I've got two for you because we weren't able to do one last week. Here's the first one. The first one, choice one, is you are not permitted to have any eyebrows for six months. You can wax them, you can shave them, but you have to take care of it 
And you're not allowed to tell anyone why you don't have any eyebrows. You can't draw them on. No eyebrows. Six months. Or you have to drink a 12-ounce cup filled with spit of 10 people that you know. You can choose those people. A 10-ounce cup. Uh, no, 12-ounce cup of 10 people that oh, you know. Sorry. So a That's can of cool. soda's worth of spit. That's a lot of spit yeah. for them. I'm, yeah, I'm gagging thinking about that. <laughs> uh, the eyebrows thing is, is, is are, we, are we stealing from Grantland intentionally? No, I didn't know. Did they have an eyebrow thing? Yeah, that's what in the in the uh, Anthony Bennett Nick Young video. Oh, was it an eyebrow thing? Yeah, it was one of the choices was uh, shave your eyebrows. Oh eyebrows. no! Well, there you go. Well, they stole from us, so we can steal back from them. I'm sure everybody at Grantland just listen, just watching the Ricky Sanchez, Andrew Sharp telling me that it's, it's a morning ritual. Bill Simmons comes in and asks them if they've listened to the Ricky. Sanchez. Look, I'm telling you, whatever. <laughs> you know I love Grantland. You know I love those guys. I'm the biggest Grantland mark there is. There's, a, there's an onion article, I don't know if you saw it, and I'll, I'll answer the question, but there's an onion article uh, saying uh, it, like people are outraged that uh, Grantland recap of the you know Kings-Blazers game didn't even reference uh, NYPD Blue as like an influence on modern drama, <laughs> which, which I liked a lot. It was solid. So uh, what are you doing? Anyway, uh, I go with the spit, and it's not close. Really? I can pick them? Are you serious? Okay. Yeah. Okay. What if you I couldn't pick them, but there are people that you know, that you've met in person? I couldn't pick? No, then I'll go with the eyebrows. Okay. All right. Second one. Here are your two choices. Choice A. For one year, you are not allowed to shave, get a haircut, or brush your hair. No hair mm-hmm. products. You just wake up in the morning and roll out. Or... You are not permit, and you're not, again, the, the corollary to almost every one of these is you're not allowed to explain why this is happening, you know? Yeah, that's the most fun part of it. Yeah. The other thing, so no haircut, no shave for one year, or you are not allowed to brush your teeth or use mouthwash for one month. Uh, like, okay, so for the hair thing, I can't use product, but can I, like, you know, use water and, like, my hand to like get it out of my face because my hair what happens to my hair is it just grows down straight you can look here's what you can do you can shower you can dry it but there will be no styling like and you can't like continually like wet it down like you can't uh, you can't look like pat riley or whatever okay i used to have the haircut third grade i had the i had the pat riley slick back look really yeah it was pretty solid there's pictures around somewhere um, jeez, I'd probably go with the with the no shaving thing. Yeah, the the no brushing teeth thing is pretty gross. Yeah, it just like seems to have like a detrimental effect on like my life. Yeah, like, long term. Well, now would you be able to keep your job if you didn't shave or? <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah, I I work in TV comedy. Right. Like it's it's a it's a shit show. So maybe you would be. Like promote celebrate, yeah, yeah, if it's possible. <laughs> I'm interested to see what what a year of not shaving and not washing my hair, what doing, not like cutting my hair would do. Yeah, it would look pretty maybe, awesome. Maybe I like, maybe I'd like grow. Maybe I'd become a better person. Um, finally, the last thing I have, unless you have anything to add, I would like to congratulate my old college roommate, 
and producer of the the um, the uh, Pete Holmes show, Nick Bernstein on on the Pete Holmes show getting renewed on TBS. I went to college with Nick. He was my roommate. He worked at NBC for a while, and now he produces the Pete Holmes show. And it got. I love the. I think it's funny. It's like the funniest. I don't watch any talk shows, but I think Pete Holmes is really funny. So I thought it, it had like an initial five week run or whatever, and they didn't know if they were getting renewed, and they got renewed yesterday. So I'd like yeah. to congratulate the your your TV thing. You're working in TV comedy thing. Reminded me, and so cool. that's all I got. Well, if we're doing news and notices. Yeah. Uh, my dad turned sixty one the other day. Yeah. Sixty one. Happy birthday. Uh, and he still plays basketball. And he, he still he still plays like twice a week. Uh, he's a beast. Then he goes out. And he's become a better player. He's gotten older because uh, he cares less about his body than anybody else does. <laughs> so he, he'll, he'll just go harder than you know. He's not the most skilled player, but because he's willing to you know run faster than the people that are trying to like you know save their body for you know from demise. Uh, he's more successful, so he's become a better basketball player. So that makes him only want to play more. Yeah, he wants to play until he's like eighty. Really, that would be. I, I'm yeah. jealous because I didn't even make it to forty. Like I can't. I can't play anymore. So you, you can't play at all. I, I can shoot. Like I can because of my hip and my back. Like I can't run. So if if I run, like like I I would feel okay as it was happening, and then I would be in traction for six weeks. So. Um, but I can shoot. I can shoot the basketball, which sometimes, and I live around enough playgrounds now where I'll go and I'll do that. So the jumper yeah. is still alive, but that's, and, and let's be honest, that's really all I ever had anyway. For and, real. You For know, real. so I, 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 I lost the jumper when I was 14. And so now all I have is, you know, getting to the basket. I'm, I'm Michael Carter Williams. That's, <laughs> that's, my, that's my game. Well, I guess there, uh, there are worse things to be. Yeah, well, it was Evan Turner, but he takes too many jump shots, and I and I just get to the basket and complain about fouls. Uh, let's see, there's something else. Um, my nephew turned five yesterday. That's a big deal. Happy birthday, nephew! Uh, his middle name is oh, that's only good. His middle name is Chase, named after Chase Utley. And my uh, my oldest nephew's middle name is Ryan, named after Ryan Sandberg, because um, my brother-in-law is a huge Cubs fan. So. It's a it's a second baseman kind of family, but what do you think? I mean, if we talk Phillies for a second, what do we think about uh, Sarge and Wheels going? Can we talk about that for two seconds? We, yeah, I, 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 I don't I've, know how to feel about it. I have, I want you to I have me two minutes. Here's how I feel. I loved Sarge in a hilarious way. Like I, yeah. I know what his problems were, though. I did feel like he got better and he was good at like what he was. You know, like uh-huh. I never looked for deep analysis. I think it's a bummer, but from what I understand, he's handling it fine. I thought wheels though he got shit on a lot a lot a lot and i thought he had his issues on the air i thought was probably not nearly as bad as people made him out to be sure i I thought he did give good insight like i I did he did say things that i didn't know before um even though he he talked too much but i think everybody in that broadcast probably talks a a little too much but Mm -hmm. uh, i i think it's a shame that you can do something for almost 40 years and then like not get like a year like to say goodbye. Like, I just think it's yeah. a, a bit of a bummer for him, you know, because he, he loves the Phillies more than any of us love the Phillies. So that, that was a bit of a bummer for me to see. It was, I think the, the, the sucky thing is that McCarthy's still there. Like he's going to have to put on his like stupid face. And I mean, McCarthy is worse than the other two. I'd, I'd, I would much rather McCarthy just be gone. And yeah. I, don't, I don't have an issue with them starting over. I'd rather than start over, you know? I disagree on McCarthy. I think, 
I, I think McCarthy's his only problem is that he may be too national sounding. Like he, he might be too good, like too like no, there's, there's no he's well I mean dude there's a reason a there's a, a little uh, there's a reason he's doing national NFL broadcasts. There's a reason like like he's a pretty in demand guy. He's he's I I don't think he's bad. I like I could understand like, hey, I want somebody a little more fun and you know, and like like uh, Charming, but I think McCarthy's good at his job. But whatever, you know, that's it. Who, who did they bring? You think it's Metallica? I don't know. Uh, nothing's. Not, I hope it's Ben Davis, just because I played little league with him and I like him. But I don't know. I don't have any information there. You think it's Charlie? No, I don't think it's Charlie. I don't what think it's Charlie though. What, what if it's Charlie though? For like two to go from to Sarge to Charlie, we need to find the one guy who is worse at expressing himself <laughs> verbally than the guy we have. <laughs> Might as well find somebody with a like a really horrible stutter too. Just just, just make the booth hilarious. Uh, it's weird. It's, I mean, the Sixers are still the best. Like no, the Eagles are the best run organization right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, coming off a playoff loss, Sixers are looking pretty shiny. They sure are. All right, with that, I gotta go. All right, buddy. You're great. You're always great. All these, all these, you know, keep me on my toes with what they were doing. This. Keep all right. Listeners. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> like I said, hold your head, son, and don't take a second. Check it out.